Hi, this is Dorian Grace. Welcome to the Soul Spa Podcast. Today I will be talking about self-care. We often feel guilty for not doing enough of the good things we know we should be doing to take care of ourselves. Maybe you've neglected your self-care for so long that you don't even know what you need anymore or how to get started. Thankfully, self-care does not require a major life overhaul, tons of spare time, or lots of extra money. And instead of feeling burdened about one more thing to add to your already overfilled schedule, I hope you will feel rested, rejuvenated, and refreshed by today's episode. Whether you're taking care of your kiddos, caring for your parents, or feel overwhelmed and burned out in your career, we often feel guilty for not doing all of the good things we know we should be doing to take care of ourselves. You might be thinking, I don't have time for self-care, I'm too busy. Or self-care takes a lot of extra money and our income is down this year more than ever. Maybe you've neglected your self-care for so long that you don't even know what you need anymore or how to get started. Thankfully, self-care does not require a major life overhaul, tons of spare time, or lots of extra money. Self-care is meant to serve you instead of you serving it. So instead of feeling guilty about one more thing to add to your already overfilled schedule, these 10 self-care tips I'm about to share can be easily integrated into a busy schedule without spending any money at all. I used to feel too guilty to make time for myself, but I've learned that self-care is not selfish. It is actually one of the best things we can do, not only for ourselves, but for our family and our loved ones. We can't pour from an empty cup. Eventually, we have to refill that proverbial cup to better love and serve those around us. If you are not thriving in your physical health, your emotional health, or your relationships, put the oxygen mask on yourself first before you try to assist anyone else by taking responsibility for your own well-being. This is absolutely essential if we want to have flourishing relationships and enjoy good health. Binging on Netflix with a tub of ice cream in our lap can help us numb out temporarily during short bouts of high stress, but numbing doesn't equip us for the long game of life. Learning to incorporate healthy self-care habits into our everyday routines helps us to live happier, healthier, and more flourishing lives over the long game. So here are 10 of the simple self-care techniques I've integrated into my own daily routine that don't require a lot of extra time or money. Take what you can use and leave the rest. Number one, self-care means getting enough sleep. Sleep is absolutely key to balancing every system in our body, from our nervous system to our brain to our glands and our hormones, etc. So I try to get seven to nine hours of sleep each night. To improve the quality of my sleep, I'll power down electronics at least an hour before bed. I try not to use an alarm clock whenever possible, but if I do have to be up at a certain time, I'll go to bed earlier so I can still wake up naturally before the alarm and be well rested. I do not keep my cell phone or laptop near the bed, partly so I'll stay off of it, but also to reduce the EMF radiation emitted by electronics. I also try to keep the room cool and dark, setting the thermostat around 70 degrees to enhance the quality of my sleep. 
Number two, self-care means eating a nutrient-dense diet. I eat mostly a Mediterranean diet with lots of salmon, berries, almonds, and leafy greens, but I'm not restrictive. And when I get stressed, my California roots come out and I eat way more tacos and burritos than I normally would. But in any event, I try to focus on nutrient-dense whole foods for biohacking and health benefits instead of focusing on deprivation because I love the way that nutrients make me feel and I'm addicted to feeling good. Being fit is just a side benefit of maintaining a nutrient-dense diet, but that's not my primary focus. Food is medicine to me. So self-care means eating a nutrient-dense diet to balance my hormones and boost my mood. If I'm out and about, sure, snack attacks are gonna happen. So I try to plan ahead and instead of hitting up the vending machine, I'll keep a bag of raw almonds or a protein bar in the glove box of my car to be prepared. If I crave a sweet treat, I try to substitute a healthier alternative such as dried fruit or a protein bar instead of lab-engineered junk foods that are highly addictive and habit-forming. If I start craving a certain junk food repeatedly, I'll indulge that craving once or twice, but I do not indulge in the same unhealthy food more than a couple of times in a row because I don't want to wire in that habit. So I'll intentionally change things up just to keep my habits in check because consuming processed junk foods and refined sugary carbs on a regular basis can create an imbalance in our gut bacteria that throws off the communication system between our brain, our gut, our hormones, and our nervous system. Creating a healthy microbiome through good nutrition helps regulate our hormones so we can respond to stressful situations instead of just being reactionary. So in times of high stress, I am even more intentional about what I eat to try to keep my body's systems regulated and balanced. Number three, self-care means exercise. To elevate the mood, balance out the hormones, and regulate our stress responses, we have to move our body. I use cardio for uppers and yoga for downers. I like to hike outdoors every day, and I'll do some yoga in the evenings. Being outdoors in nature has a phenomenal calming effect, so I prefer to exercise outdoors as much as possible. But I live in Oregon where sometimes it's too wet to go outside, so I'll hop on the treadmill instead. If you don't have a lot of time for exercise or you don't enjoy exercise, you can slip in a little daily cardio by walking to the mailbox or taking the stairs at the office instead of the elevator. The best way to form any new healthy habit is by taking the smallest incremental baby steps consistently over time. Number four. Self-care means staying connected. There are five geographic places in the world called the blue zones. This is where people have the fewest diseases and there are an extraordinary number of centenarians who live there. Researchers who study longevity have found that in addition to eating a predominantly plant-based diet, the people in the blue zones tend to live in a very close-knit community. So apparently, maintaining meaningful relationships is just as important to our physical health and longevity as what we eat. I don't just want to live long, I also want to live well, so I nurture relationships that feed my soul. Number six, self-care means music. When I'm feeling really stressed, I like to take a 10 to 20 minute mini break and put on my AirPods or Beats by Dre headphones, close my eyes, and listen to some binaural beats music. 
This low frequency music alternates the beats between your left ear and right ear, producing a calming effect that is like a massage for your brain. Binaural beats have been found to assist in reducing stress and anxiety, improving sleep quality, helping your concentration and memory issues, and are even sometimes used for pain relief. I am HSP, which is an acronym for a highly sensitive person. Being HSP means you can sense other people's strong emotions. Knowing my own personal limits, I may need a few quiet moments of solitude after a hectic day to decompress and recharge from all that extra sensory data that I've taken in. And sometimes I may need to limit time spent with anyone who's overly anxious, otherwise their anxiety can start to affect me. Taking even just a few minutes to reset my nervous system by resting my mind helps me stay relaxed and ready to re-engage. If you find yourself getting impatient, frustrated, or upset with the people around you, try taking a mini break with some binaural beats to reset your nervous system. Number seven, self-care means spiritual disciplines. Religion is what we do on the outside. Spirituality is what we're doing on the inside. It's great to be involved in serving with your church, but what do you do to recharge? We need spiritual disciplines that help us tune into our heart and listen to what's going on in there. If you look within and discover there are any unresolved emotions such as anger, depression, jealousy, envy, or bitterness, self-care means releasing those things that will otherwise block the Spirit's flow. You can ask the Holy Spirit to help you heal any areas that you don't know how to heal or let go of. I'm a writer, so one of my spiritual disciplines that I like to do is I process my thoughts by journaling out my prayers and keeping a gratitude journal. After I've filled up a notebook, I'll go back and look for patterns to assess what's going on inside and then make an action plan if some adjustments are needed. But if writing is not your thing, find what works for you. Maybe it's prayer walking in the woods, going to the beach, practicing yoga, or listening to music. My brothers are surfers, and they say they have a spiritual experience just sitting on their surfboards waiting to catch a wave. They feel God's presence at the ocean. We are all spiritual beings with an everlasting soul, and that spiritual essence of you needs to be nurtured and cared for. So do what spiritual disciplines work for you. Number eight, self-care means cultivating a growth mindset. I use the Philippians 4.8 diet for renewing the mind. That scripture says, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about these things. Now this means being aware of any ants. These ants try to sneak in as automatic negative thoughts. Ants might be unhealthy self-sabotaging thoughts, being critical of yourself, comparison on social media, or regrets about the past. Speaking life-giving words over yourself instead of self-sabotaging words cancels out the ants. It's not practical or healthy to try to be positive all the time, but cultivating a growth mindset has a mood-boosting effect and increases our resilience. It's also key for the spiritual formation of Christ in you. Number nine, self-care means staying present. 
When I wake up in the morning, if I notice that I'm already thinking about the past, I'll consciously shift my thoughts back into the present moment. So much of stress management is about staying in the present moment instead of replaying negative memories over and over or worrying about the future that's not even here yet. Staying present means pausing throughout the day to notice the colors of the sunrise, smell the flowers along the sidewalk, or savor that hot cup of coffee in your hand. Even when we are busy, it doesn't take a lot of extra time to shift our awareness back into the present moment and remember to be grateful and count our blessings. The long-lasting emotional and physical health benefits of staying present and being grateful are huge. Last one, number 10. Self-care means making time for play. The author Brene Brown believes play is at the epicenter of creativity and innovation. Play can be anything you enjoy doing that makes you lose all track of time. One of my favorite ways to play is in the kitchen. I like to concoct things from odd ingredients and it may not even be edible in the end, but it's fun to see what can happen. The author Julia Cameron recommends a weekly date with yourself where you invest an hour a week into fun to nurture your creativity. It could be skateboarding with your kids, flying a kite, making jewelry, piecing a puzzle together, or jumping on the trampoline. The simple practice of play, doing something unstructured without any other purpose except sheer fun and pleasure, helps increase our health, happiness, creativity, and ingenuity. Learning how to sleep well, eat well, think well, reduce stress, take many breaks, nurture our spirituality, and play are all self-care tools that can help us live happier, healthier, longer, and more enjoyable lives. But we have to refill our own cup. No one else can do it for us. If you're not sure where to begin with your self-care, here are a few questions to ask yourself to help you get started. What is one thing that recharges your body? What is one thing that renews your mind? What is one thing that refreshes your spirit? What's one thing you like to do just for fun? Now, how can you include at least one of these things into your daily routine? Thankfully, self-care doesn't require a major life overhaul. We don't have to have tons of spare time or lots of extra money. Self-care actually works best when it's slipped into our daily habits and sandwiched right between our daily routine. And instead of self-care becoming just one more thing to add to your already way too long to-do list, you can simply weave self-care into your daily lifestyle to enhance the quality of every area of your life. Grace and peace be with you, my friends. Be sure to subscribe to the Soul Spa Podcast wherever you get your podcasts so you'll be sure to catch every episode as soon as it is released. Thank you for listening.